Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that I swear is not just upping its energy to cover up for the fact that everything's gone wrong. <laughs> My name is Greg Tuffer. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here. Sitting over there is the woman who has tried to power through all of these technical difficulties today. <laughs> she is the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. We're taking L's today. Old girl, old girl, and and <laughs> old I'm not and, 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 L. and I'm not and I'm not referring to Ashley's old girl. Oh, no, that I'm referring is to not her computer me. as old girl. She's trying very, very hard. Yeah. Today is Thursday, September twenty fourth, twenty twenty. Sixty three days until Thanksgiving. Episode one thousand thirty five. One thousand thirty five. The Ken Suarez episode. On today's show, friends, we're going at least an hour. We're doing it live. After we're doing it live, this is a long episode. Mm-hmm. We will start with your viewer's guide uh what to watch this weekend and where uh this as if you're a football fan in the state of texas we'll get to that then we had a great conversation with clint hartman of midland lee and we got most of it yeah the computer crapped out about after what 13 minutes or so yeah it was like 13 minutes and, and 30 yeah. seconds but we already had well Cl- coach, 25 minutes recorded of free money coach so. hartman's coach hartman's a bit of a talker yeah. And so he was, he, but he was, he was, it was great stuff. We got a lot of it. Unfortunately, there will be kind of a hard edit at the end that you'll be able to notice. But in any case, we'll, we'll hear from Coach Clint Hartman of Min LinkedIn. We'll have the picks, my high school football predictions for week five of the Texas high school football season, which Pickle just remembered is a thing we're doing today because I just saw her go. <gasps> uh, and then Shoot. we'll round it all out with free money. My college football picks against the spread with a very special guest picker. Matt Wilson of the Arlington Convention and Visitors. We're doing Bureau. Hartman first, right? That's what you said. We're doing Hartman first. Okay. Don't worry. Well, then I'll figure out my life in that time. <laughs> Do I dare ask who first four through the door are? Oh, no, I have that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Samuel DeLeon, Alan Shepard, Rob Hadaway, and Meese. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome, welcome into this calamity. The monkey poop show is what this is. The monkey poop show. <laughs> All right. Thank you. You have a degree in journalism. Come on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's get into uh, a Thursday watch guide. So 
We're into week five of the Texas high school football season. The first week with six A and five A teams that can play, uh, as well as we have um, a number of uh, the biggest college slate that we've had yet. Although not a full college slate. Thanks a lot, North Texas. Yikes! But in any case, we've got a viewing guide for you. And again, I'm going to work under the assumption that you cannot watch more than three things at once. Okay, you cannot watch more uh, than than you don't have more than three screens. If you do, good for you. Don't Bougie. rub it in. A little bougie over here, but uh, we're going to work under that assumption. Furthermore, um, one thing that is worth mentioning this week, and this is important that maybe you don't know, but back when the UIL officially lifted the ban on live Friday night broadcasts, they did carve out one small caveat. One small caveat, and that small caveat is that tomorrow, September 25th, there can be no other games on what we call linear TV. So that is like your your cable, right? Mm-hmm. What you get on your actual TV, not what you stream. There can be no other games besides the games broadcast on Fox Sports Southwest. The two, the doubleheader at AT&T Stadium, both on Fox Sports Southwest, 4 p.m. Arlington, Martin, and Denton Ryan, 8 p.m. Longview and Temple. And so if you are thinking, hey, wait, where is my, if you live in East Texas, where's my East Texas game of the week on Channel 21? I'm just making up numbers. Then that's why the U, uh, Fox their deal with the UIL grants them exclusivity on Friday night on this Friday night for live games. So you can still stream games mm-hmm. online, but there can be no linear games. Does that make sense? That's a little bit inside baseball, but I, I figured that's important for people to know. Yes. So let's start with tonight. Tonight you've got a wide array of options on Thursday night. Thanks a lot, 6A and 5A, coming back. Yeah. Now, one other thing worth mentioning, and this is this comes with all of 2020, <laughs> but there is obviously the, the looming coronavirus, and there have been a number of cancellations this week. We think we've scrubbed them from our viewing guide on TexasFootball.com, but there is a possibility of a late cancellation. Furthermore, any game in Southeast Texas, double-check. Because there is, yes. because of tropical storm, tropical depression, uh, beta. Yeah, a lot of rain. Uh, there's a lot of rain down there, and so a lot of games are getting moved off of Thursday, and in some cases off of Friday into Saturday. And so keep an eye on your local The listings. other thing to note, too, and I know that this affects one game specifically in the picks video, a lot of them are being called scrimmages instead of yes. games. So take That's that as you crazy. will, too. Anyway, tonight... Should be going on. 7 o'clock. Turn your screen to Sherman at Denison. It's the Battle of the Axe. It's one of the great rivalries in Texas high school football. I got to be there last year as part of uh, Texas football days. Mm -hmm. It is phenomenal. I will be honest, it's going to be a little weird because of the the restrictions on attendance because of all those things like part of the uh, the the greatness of the battle of the axe is the scene mm-hmm. sherman and denison for us right now we don't think that they're state title contenders Mm-mm. but the rivalry and the scene makes it so unbelievable but regardless it is a it is a an absolute like classic texas high school football rivalry mm-hmm. make sure you watch sherman and denison that is my pick tonight if you are going to double screen it I would go and watch 
Yeah, get an eye on Bridgeland. Klein, Kane, and Bridgeland. This game is, I believe, from our friends at Texan Live. They've got that game. Bridgeland's a team we've got really high hopes for in 6A. We think that they've got a chance to make some noise up against a sneaky good Klein, Kane team with some big-time playmakers. So that's a game to keep an eye on. And then, boy, if you've got a third screen, you got a couple of choices. You can do Avalon Cooper, Odessa Permian. Mm-hmm. You can do Middle-Othian Heritage Springtown, which is a great matchup. I would maybe go with Texarkana. Uh, I'm sorry, Texas High against Tyler. Remember, it's Tyler, not John Tyler anymore. Against Tyler, that game's a big matchup. Um, we've heard really good things about Texas High this year, so mm-hmm. keep an eye on them. Anyway, those are my Thursday recommendations. Friday. First of all, shouts to the scheduling committee that we actually do get to stagger it. You get an early game. Mm-hmm. Four o'clock on your television. Fox Sports Southwest, the Texas Football Day Showcase game. Uh, Denton Ryan takes on Arlington Martin. That's a 4 o'clock kickoff at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. And that's a banger of a game. Great game. Great game. Our game ranks on TexasFootball.com where we go through and we rank the games based on computer rankings uh, for each of the best games in the state. This is the second best game in the state Mm -hmm. this week. That's pretty good. Second. Second. Third. Second. One of them. Top three out of 500 and something. It's a great game. Really, really fun game. That's what I would put on. The, you get that the big screen. So mm-hmm. by the time that's done, that's you should be able to get three screens available for 7 o'clock for the late, for the late show. First, on the big screen, keep it on your television. Uh, 8 p.m. tonight. Or I'm sorry, tomorrow night. Fox Sports Southwest, Longview, and Temple. Uh, get eyes on Longview, a team that we, of course, think very, very highly of dropping down to 5A. Mm-hmm. And going up against Temple, a team that's a bit of a mystery box. Bit of a, we don't know what to expect. Step and I talked about it on Tep and Step, but we think that that is a team with a really wide variance of possibilities. Mm-hmm. That I think that their ceiling is really high, and I also think their floor is pretty low. That, like, it could be really within anywhere. So... Keep an eye on that. That's 8 p.m. Uh, tomorrow night. That is what you should have on the big screen. On your second screen, boy, you got a lot of choices, but I would go with Shadow Creek and North Shore. Mm-hmm. Shadow Creek and North Shore, this game is spectacular. Um, uh, you've got the number one team in 6A Division One going up against the number eight team in 6A. Oh, I'm sorry, 6A. There is no Division One. Uh, the two-time defending 6A Division One state champs going up against the defending 5A Division One state champs who move, make the move up in Shadow Creek. They've, this is Shadow Creek's fifth ever game against a 6A team. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a phenomenal matchup. The quarterback matchup is terrific uh, with Kyron Jones and Demetrius Davis. I love this matchup. That should be on your second screen. Put that on your laptop. And then on your phone... Go out east and get a little small school action. Carthage and Gilmer. Mm-hmm. This game is terrific. Number one versus number four in 4A Division II. Um, and Carthage, I mentioned it in the Picks video that we'll play in a moment that I had to remind Pickle we're doing on the show It's today. already in the awesome. system. In the queue. Old girl. <laughs> uh, Carthage hasn't played in a month. No. Carthage played in week one, mm-hmm. off week two, off week three, off week four. Now playing Gilmer. <laughs> At Gilmer. And Gilmer, by the way, has looked terrific. Gilmer's 4-0. Big comeback win over Lindale last week. I think Brandon Tennyson's a star. Keep an eye on that one. So those are my three picks for uh, for uh, Friday. Uh, big screen, late night, is Longview and Temple. Uh, laptop would be uh, North Shore and, uh, uh, I'm sorry, North Shore and Shadow Creek. And on your phone is Carthage and Gilmer. That's your viewing guide there. And not to mention, too, like, if you really want a full day of high school football, the, the pregame for football days, again, starts at 2.30. Yeah. So, like, it's you can do an all-day thing here. Darn sure can, Bob. So, then you get to Saturday. Saturday, 
got ruined because oh by the way there is a uh, UTSA does play tomorrow night too yes but yeah I'll be honest middle this is in this is me as person who watches football Middle Tennessee and UTSA does not rise to the ranks of Carthage and Gilmer in my football brain I that's would me agree with that. that's me your mileage may vary okay so then we get to Saturday there is high school action on the docket we were going to get to see Houston and North Texas play and then what happened pickle the Rona. If you didn't hear, North Texas and Houston got canceled. And, man, Houston Poor has... Houston. Ch- that's their... Five, fifth game. That's the fifth game they've had canceled. Okay? They had Rice. That got postponed, but it's not getting rescheduled. No. That game got canceled. Wazoo, because Pac-12's not playing non-conference, and now it seems like they're not playing at all. Maybe we'll see. Um, then they were supposed to play Memphis. Mm-hmm. Memphis got the Rona. Which is a conference game. Right. That then, they probably will have to reset. Then they had they were going to play Baylor. Baylor got the Rona. Literally like two days before, or the day before. Then they were supposed to play North Texas, and North Texas got the Rona. It's terrible. It's the worst. Anyway, here's what you should do. Two thumbs down. Early slate, you've got an option of two screening it, in the sense that you can have, uh, you can have Iowa State and TCU, really interesting college game. Mm-hmm. Finally get eyes on TCU. Uh, also at 1 o'clock, you can watch Friendswood and Humble Summer Creek. Texan Live. I like that game a lot. Then, at 2.30, uh, the obvious choice is going to be Texas at Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game is, is what you should be uh, watching at 2.30. Uh, there's a good stagger there in the sense that the next game doesn't start until 5. five? Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, what I would do is, I guess, turn on Texas State and Boston College. Is Tur- Alito versus Weatherford being broadcast? Mm-hmm. Not no. that we know. If you have a link, let us know. Yeah. Um, but... I would turn on Texas State Boston College, although you can watch Stephen F. Austin FMU if that's your bag, baby. Um, but really what I would wait for is 6.30 when A&M kicks off with Vanderbilt. That'll be big. That game is on, and I would then two-screen it with Kansas and Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would do. Neither Texas State Boston College or Te- Stephen F. Austin SMU do a ton for me. I'm a little bit more interested in SMU and Stephen F. Austin. Uh, but for me, what I would do is you've got you've got a multi-screen option that night. So that's what I would do. That's your viewer's guide for this weekend in football across the state of Texas. And then I suppose the Cowboys play and the Texans play. So watch them on Sunday. Yeah. Or go to church. Also, yes. You could do all three. Mm-hmm. Don't watch football in church. No, yeah, not at the same time. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I collectively want to be, I want to be, I want to make sure the we're day. clear. I just want to make sure <laughs> we're, we're not clear. promoting we it. We at Dave Campbell's Texas Football do not promote watching football while you're in church. When you're in church, do your church thing. And then go home and do your football then thing. Then go home and do your football thing. There are time for both. That's my, yeah, that's my, I want to be clear. We're Texas Football. Today we're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com, slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle. Yes. Uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and All Star Inflatables team up uh, all year to spotlight the most enthusiastic communities behind teams with all, from all over the great state with the All Star Inflatables 
Booster Club Spotlight. Together, we've given up back more than $300,000 to Booster Club programs across the state of Texas. All-Star Inflatables is also the presenting sponsor of our championship coverage every December. If you go to TexasFootball.com, we've got a great piece up from Jay Plotkin about the Rockwell High School Jacket Backers. The mighty Jacket Backers. Uh, talking about what they do, all the cool things they do in the community to help out the Rockwall uh, the Rockwall High School athletic program. So check that out. It's our uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Booster Club Spotlight presented by our friends at All Star Inflatables. Make sure you check that out uh, wherever, whenever you get a chance. Also, Pickle, let me tell you that for the third consecutive year, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Whataburger have teamed up this year to give fans the opportunity to honor the best and brightest stars in Texas high school football with the 2020 Whataburger Super Team. We are now taking nominations for your player for players that you think should be on the ballot for the 2020 Whataburger Super Team. The way this works, we have a nominating process right now. Go to TexasFootball.com, nominate your favorite player for the Whataburger Super Team. We then take all the nominations, we kind of run it through the mill, and we come out with a ballot of 300 players that then we leave it up to you to vote for who should be the 40 members of the Whataburger Super Team. That's the way the process works. We're in the nomination process right now. So if you go to TexasFootball.com slash Whataburger hyphen super hyphen team or just go to TexasFootball.com and look for it, look for the link. Uh, you can vote uh, and nominate your favorite player for the 2020 Whataburger Super Team. Pick a little bit earlier. We had a great conversation with the head coach of the Midland League Rebels, Coach Clint Hartman. And I, I mentioned this in the pre-show. I'll mention mm-hmm. it again. Old girl's having some troubles. She's That's tired. Our computer. <laughs> we have really, we have, uh, we have, we've asked a lot of her. Uh, we had a great conversation with him. The final couple of minutes, I want to say like final two minutes or so. Probably, yeah, about about two minutes. It was the end to his question and then you saying thanks. Yeah, yeah exactly. So unfortunately, we did get a little bit of a cutoff. Uh, that is unfortunately just the way technology go. But we had a great conversation with Midland League coach Clint Hartman. Here's our conversation with the head coach of the Midland League Rebels, Clint Hartman, here on Texas Football Today. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. Let's bring in the head coach of the Midland Lee Rebels who kick off their season tomorrow night. We are joined by Coach Clint Hartman. Coach, how are you? Great, great, boys. Great to be close to playing now. Uh, that's that's kind of where I want to start. Is is this has obviously been a very strange off season, and 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 uh, you guys are starting a month later uh, than than you thought uh, you thought you would. Um, can you? How have you guys handled the changes? How have you guys uh, found a way to, to to manage your way through what has been a really tumultuous not only the entire offseason but especially this last month while other teams have been playing? You guys have been waiting. I think you know we've had the same staff for at least three years, and and uh, we nobody's left here, so we we really kind of got together and put our thoughts together and visited other coaches and you know called Coach Joseph and Katie and 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 called. Uh, Coach Dodge at South Lake and and his dad at West Lake, and just kind of went around. Okay, what are people doing? Then we of course called people around us, and um, we were a little more blessed out here. We didn't have the big outbreak where you know counties were shut down. And our first thought was when they came back to us. Okay, a lot of people wanted to do football, right? We wanted to get them stronger because we felt like we had lost off season. So we went back to pulling tires and tough stuff to get them stronger. Because we were nervous about injuries, and we visited with uh, Texas Tech strength staffs and those things. But we had to look at outside the box. Okay, I think THSCA and, and and UIL did a heck of a job of keeping us in there and giving us, you know, guidelines, and we had to follow. You know, and we told them for our seniors to play, we need to we need to do what we're supposed to do. So we came up with every nine minutes uh, in practice, we blow a whistle and we spread out. 
put our mask on and, and make sure our mask are on it because we're not working. And uh, and then uh, the coaches had to learn how to coach from far away uh, if their mask wasn't you know on or and, and when they were up close we had to make sure they were on. So you know it's just a change you know and it's still a change you know I remember just a weekend you know going to church and seeing everybody spread out and they all have masks on you know it's just different. Um, but I think we got to do everything that we can uh, to to get let our seniors have a chance to have those memories the the homecomings and those things. Um, and we, like we said, I said last night, we, we're not canceling games. You know, we'll, we'll play with JV. We, we don't care um, because those kids need to play. We think you need to get uh, on the living and down life. That's what we need to do. So that's, we've done that. We've, um, you know, we've had to just look at practice schedules. And if we see a long setting where we have them, we have to, you know, we need to have, a, we put a one minute spread in there. It says spread on the practice schedule. So our kids spread out and they know to get away from their, their position groups. Uh, and, and we're doing pretty good, you know, whenever you're coming back to school. And I think we've had maybe a total of six throughout our freshmen to the seniors, you know, uh, it's pretty good. And I can tell you about, I think five of the six uh, came directly from an uncle or an aunt from outside the school. You know, people fail to f- forget that we don't have them here all day. You know, there there are other places. They're still going other, you know, we, we can have, we can really manage them very well when we have them here. We can't really manage them when they go home and, you know, they're a kid and they're in the car with their girlfriend and those kind of things. Um, last year, obviously a terrific year for you guys. You guys run to the to the regional semifinals an eleven and two record. Um, a couple of, of key pieces are, are gone. Guys like Loke Fungi are off to Texas Tech, things like that. But a lot of the core of this team remains intact. Do you have a feeling yet on on how this team may be different from from last year's squad? I think that we have a chance to be as good or better than mm-hmm. any team we've had here in the last four years, and um, uh, we we have some pieces of the puzzle that are a little different you know you always everybody's worries about sophomores well you know Carl Taylor and Loke Fungi were pretty good when they were sophomores and so uh we got a really good corner as a sophomore in Canyon Moses and um you know we had a bunch of we had three I think we have four offensive linemen with experience back um of course we have the leading 6A uh returning yardage leader and our quarterback Mikey Serrano then you have Shamar Davis who had over 1500 yards all purpose you have uh Chris Romero who had more yards as a junior than Loke Fungi did you know and then we got some guys that have come in and we have a uh, a kid named Subtle and Bashir on the other side. Uh, one came from Crane, and, and we're happy to have him and his dad coaching on with us. And so defensively, I think this is where it's probably different. I think we have a chance to be the best defense we've ever had. Um, we moved uh, Nunez back from in, the linebacker like his brother who plays at Air Force. Uh, Wesley Smith, a kid that had an ACL last year, didn't get to play. He may be the best linebacker I've coached since I've had a kid go to Oklahoma State 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um and then you got two really good corners. You got Trey Hubert, uh, and then you got Finney Higgins and, and, uh, and uh, Jaden Roberson. And then defensively starts with the nose tackle, um, who's probably the best, as, as he's one of the best in the state of Texas, and Cam Curry. Uh, he was newcomer of the year last year. And uh, we always say, we look for Gams. He's a grown man. I mean, and, um, and, and, and that's what he is. And he loves football and he, and he loves to laugh. And, and, uh, and so we got a good, really, really good group. And then, you know, the, the piece of the puzzle on offense that nobody's really talking about is McCollin Young. Mm-hmm. Um, that running back, you know, he was a sophomore. He's put on about 25 pounds. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of Division One guys in those groups I just named. And, um, and you know, we don't get as much traffic in West Texas. It's kind of crazy to me when you don't see UTEP or New Mexico or New Mexico State recruiting uh, the Middle League Rebels. You know, it's kind of crazy to me. Um, but we, we need to get some more guys out here because there's players and there's a bunch of them right now. 
Uh, we're talking Clint Hartman, the head coach of the Midland League Rebels here on Texas Football Today. Get involved with the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Coach, uh, one of the guys you mentioned, you do you do have the, the leading returning passer in, in, in 6A coming back, and, and Mikey Serrano, guy who threw for 3,700 yards a year ago, 48 touchdowns. Um, look, I've, I've seen the I've seen the tape and I've seen the numbers, and I can tell you from just a, a dumb analyst position that hey, this kid's pretty good. But you are the guy who sees him every day in practice. You're the guy who sees him in the locker room, things like that. What is it about Mikey Serrano maybe that makes him special? Uh, a bunch of things. You know, he uh, he's a competitor. Uh, he's tough-minded. Um, you know, he played last year three or four games on a high ankle sprain and didn't miss practice. Um, you know, he, he can run the offense and, 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 and fix us because he's done it so long. Um, but, you know, I, I've never had a kid. I've had some really close ones, but we voted for captains, and out of 61 votes, he got 61 votes. Hmm. That's pretty impressive. Um, and so that means they respect him on and off the field, um, you know, but – he can it's it's crazy to me that you know he can he can throw on the run he can step up his the ball comes out easy uh you know me and coach dodge in south Lake Carol, you know i said clint you know if he's in dallas he already has a bunch of offers mm-hmm. you know and, and so he's helped me out up there um and so he's special now i mean um he's he's really really special um i know i feel really comfortable when he has the ball in his hand uh, Coach, I, I would be remiss if, if I didn't ask you about the kind of the the, uh, the other offseason topic there at, in, in Midland, which is the the name of the school Midlandly uh, is, is going to be ch- the name is going to be changing. Uh, I know you had a really big speech at the Meet the Rebels uh, event uh, recently about how you guys are, are handling it, and I know that you feel that that this is the kind of thing that the, that the team can can kind of unite behind around and and come closer together through kind of this turmoil. Can can you kind of expound a little bit on your thoughts there? Yeah, I can tell you, uh, you know, everybody around town has an opinion and, mm-hmm. and none of them are in this field house. None of them are in this locker room. Uh, and and so my opinion is on the ground level. Um, and so, yes, they voted to change the name. Well, the middle ground is take off Robert E. and, and become the Middle East Rebels. And we they have uh, found an acronym, you know, mm-hmm. uh, learning, education, e- equality. Um, and, uh, and so they found an acronym just like San Antonio Lee did. And, and I'm telling you, there's a whole bunch of divisiveness going on in the world right now. And it, and it really breaks my heart that they don't live like a locker room lives. You know, uh, it breaks my heart that people that can't have a common conversation one on one and everybody has to attack everybody on social media because it's real easy to do that. You know, uh, what I'll tell you is McConnell Young is, is on is on the uh, committee I and mean, our salutatorian is on the committee and both of them want to be the middle league rebels and they're doing it the right way they're asking the kids uh they're not asking adults that don't live in midland texas um you know they're not they they don't see when people chant rebels rebels and we're going to play the task closer rebels in a couple weeks um they don't see uh slavery they don't see the confederacy and i'm telling you that there's a lot of things that happened in the past that i can't really right the wrongs and uh but there's greatness in this in this town. So a man named Noble Kendrick, who I really, really trust uh, and really respect. And he had to go through some really, really tough times before desegregation. And he was one of the he's one of the first state champions here is the in the Carver, George uh, W. Carver. They had a and they called it the Code Leagues and they they won a state championship in football and they won two basketball championships. So I'm currently that big old uh, board that I have out there that says all the accolades been Lee. I'm currently working on all those accolades for those, those guys. So they can be recognized this year. We'll wear a, a blue and gold 
um, uh, Hornet that you know it, it you know represents them a little bit and um, and and it has a 61 on it so the year that they they won and me and him are friends and it has nothing to do with uh, the color of his skin it has everything to do with the character who the man is in his heart and um, and you know that I have a dream speech it's happening in in in, in sports it's happening uh, in, in this locker room, in these hallways where, you know, people don't see each other, uh, as color, they see each other as, as people, um, you know, on Friday night, we're going to have a white kid snap a football to a Hispanic kid and give it to an African-American kid. And every one of them love each other and every one of them care about each other. Um, sometimes we got to remember that there's been some wrongs, but these young guys and these young women, these are going to be the ones that are going to lead us in the future. And they're screaming to have their voice heard. And uh, so last night, yes, I had to speak up because it's falling on deaf ears. And, and, and I was asked by some of our team players, Coach, would you at least tell them what we want to be? Um, and I said, I can tell them whatever. I said, now adults are going to have that indecision and we're going to respect whatever it is. And that's what we're going to do. Um, and, uh, and I think that we all need to be respected. I think it doesn't need to be if you're on this side of the, the, the name or on that side of the name, then you're wrong or you're divisive. I don't believe that. I believe everybody has a voice, and I think that's what we should do. Uh, just like right now in the world, you know, I think there's a whole lot of people uh, that are going through tough times, and there's been a lot of bad things happen. Um, but I, but I believe in first responders. I believe in that there's good people that are police officers. I believe in the, the world is good. And so, uh, you know, I, we, us as coaches and teachers and mentors, we're, we're on the ground level. And, and I believe, uh, that this thing can, can be, get better. And if I didn't, boy, I'd have, well, there'd be no hope. And so, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a priest of everybody's protest. And I'm a priest of everybody. And, and as far as for me, I, only way I know how to fix it is to fix it from this locker room out. Because that is the daily ministry that I own with kids. That's the daily uh, effect that I'm going to have on children. And, uh, and, and if I'm going to have, have it where I tell them how they should think, well, that's wrong. That's not. You know, but we, we talk about, uh, you know, we don't use the N-word uh, in Midland League locker rooms. We don't use uh, derogatory terms in our, in our field house. We don't listen to derogatory uh, stuff and, and because we're not going to be that team. And uh, if the if the world would really have a little bit more patience and live like a locker room where kids come from different socioeconomic stat, you know, statuses, they, they have different religions, but they all have to care and love, love each other. Boy, the world would get a lot better real quick. There he is, Clint Harmon. I it's told week you five of the quick. Texas high school football season, well, and hey, unfortunately, hang on. Okay. unfortunately, he was uh, as we as we mentioned from the beginning. Unfortunately, he was rolling. We had we had a great conversation with him. You only missed the last like ninety seconds, two minutes of it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, because the old girl couldn't handle it. But we appreciate uh, Clint Hartman hopping on with us. Big game tomorrow night at Grounded Communication Stadium against Amarillo Sandys and Rebs. They're so. pumped to be back too, man. Mm-hmm. It's sure. weird. Like you said, it's weird being in that stretch where we've covered football for a month, but then mm-hmm. like interviewing coaches from five and six, a they're like, this is the beginning this is week one. Exactly. So it's cool to see that excitement. We are Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Hey fans, what are you doing tomorrow night? They're going here, AT&T Stadium. Join us in celebrating 100 years of UIL high school football with the kickoff event at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington tomorrow. That's tomorrow, September 25th. 
AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It's Arlington Martin versus Denton Ryan in the early game, 4 p.m. And then 8 p.m., Longview versus Temple. Uh, you can get tickets now at SeatGeek.com. There's a link on our site at TexasFootball.com as well. You have to buy tickets ahead of time. If you've been putting this off, don't put it off anymore. You, you, you have to have a ticket beforehand. Ticket office is not on open on game day. We're not going to be doing physical tickets. So if you're walking up thinking, I'm going to get a ticket, you're wrong. Go to SeatGeek.com or f- click the link on TexasFootball.com to get your tickets. Ticket is good for both games. 4 p.m. Arlington Martin and Denton Ryan. 8 p.m. Longview and Temple. The kickoff celebration of the 100th, 100 years of UIL Texas High School football. Of course, the games will be broadcast live on Fox Sports Southwest as well. It's part of Texas Football Days. So make sure you check that out. Week five of the Texas high school football season upon us. Week one for the big schools. Mm-hmm. Lots to get to. I made some predictions. Most of the games are still going on. Here are my predictions for <laughs> constant asterisk. Here's my predictions for week five of the Texas high school football season here on Texas football today. It's week five of the Texas high school football season, and hey, six A and five A. Good to see you. These are the picks. <laughs> Welcome into the Picks, presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first full week of the 2020 Texas high school football season. For the first four weeks of the year, it's been only 4A and below allowed to play. But now, some, but not all, the 6A and 5A squads, the two largest classifications in Texas high school football, can join the party. And we're happy to see the big schools out there because, look, it's been a while since we've seen a full week of Texas high school football. How long, in fact? 46 weeks. That's how long it's been since week 11 of 2019. 46 weeks we've been waiting for all the classifications to be eligible to play games. Well, here we are. And we're celebrating it in a big, big way. Huge games all across the state in every classification. We start outside Houston. 7 o'clock Friday night at Galena Park ISD Stadium. It's a showdown between defending state champs as the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs welcome in the Alvin Shadow Creek Sharks. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, signal caller showdown. Look, we all know what you guys are going to pay attention to. You're going to pay attention to the quarterbacks because this game has two of the very best in the state, plain and simple. Uh, You've got Kyron Drones, the quarterback for Alvin Shadow Creek, who led the Sharks to their first state championship last year. The Baylor commit is everything you want in a quarterback. He has been absolutely fantastic. And he is going to be matched by Demetrius Davis, the quarterback for Galena Park North Shore, who has led the Mustangs to -to back-to-back 6A Division I state championships. The Auburn commit is unbelievable and there are few quarterbacks who have the resume that he has. Look, I can tell you about the offensive line. I can tell you about the atmosphere, things like that. But make no mistake, this game is about the quarterbacks. So when these two signal colors go head-to-head, who comes out on top? Key number two, nuts and bolts. Okay, we talked about the superstars, right? Now let's talk about everything surrounding those guys because that's kind of a work in progress for both of these teams. For Shadow Creek, last year the defense was really the calling card for that state championship squad, and they got linebacker Terrence Cooks back, but he's one of just three starters back from that defense. This is going to be a very young, pretty inexperienced defensive side for the Sharks. On the other hand, for North Shore, there's going to be all eyes on the offensive line because they've got to retool that unit on the fly. So while the superstars take center stage, who can rebuild the nuts and bolts of their team quicker? And key number three, welcome to 6A. 
So Shadow Creek is the defending 5A Division I state champs, and they are making the move up to Class 6A in the most recent realignment into the largest classification, and right out of the gates, they're playing probably the best team in 6A in the two-time defending 6A Division I state champs. Now, Shadow Creek has only played four games in their history at a varsity level against 6A teams. They played Humble Summer Creek each of the last two seasons, and they played A-Leaf Elsick each of the last two seasons. Those four teams combined to go 15 and 18. Not quite exactly up to snuff with what they're going to face on Friday night. So, in what is fundamentally their 6A debut, how does Shadow Creek handle it? Who am I picking? I'm going with North Shore. I'm going with the two-time defending 6A Division I state champs who are going to have the unbelievable pass-catch duo of Demetrius Davis and the returning Shadrick Banks, who is back from an injury that cost him basically his entire junior season. Furthermore, I just think that this is a really tough test for Shadow Creek right out of the gates. Now, look, they have made a history of making anyone who doubts them look silly. Remember, they're 31-1 all-time as a varsity program, but... I don't know if they've ever played a team quite like North Shore. I do think this game is close, may come down to the final possession, but I think North Shore ekes out a win. From Houston to Arlington, 4 p.m. Friday afternoon at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It's a 6A versus 5A clash as Arlington Martin takes on Denton Ryan. What are the keys to this matchup? Key number one, Ryan's superstars. So this is the first of a doubleheader at AT&T Stadium celebrating the UIL's 100th anniversary. Both games are going to be televised live on Fox Sports Southwest as part of Texas Football Days. And Ryan brought out the superstars for the occasion. Everywhere you look on this Denton Ryan roster, you see stars. Uh, whether it's Billy Bowman or Jatavian Sanders or Seth Hennigan or DJ Arkansas, this team is absolutely loaded with superstars. Now, it's one thing to have those superstars on paper. It's another thing to make it count in the game. So in week one, can Ryan's stars step up? Key number two, Martin's offensive line. So Zach Mundell is the returning starting quarterback for Arlington Martin, and I think he is woefully underrated. This guy is really, really strong. But one of the things that I'm going to have my eyes on in this game is going to be up front in front of Zach Mundell because this is a Martin offensive line that must replace four of their five starting offensive linemen. They have left tackle Jack Backer back, and he is going to be the anchor for this offensive line. But the rest of it, kind of a question mark. So... Martin's got the playmaker. Can they protect him? That's a big question in this one. And key number three, truly special teams. So you've got two teams here and two coaches and Bob Wager at Arlington Martin and Dave Hennigan at Denton Ryan who are almost like obsessed with special teams. Both of these guys spend a lot of time thinking about and perfecting their team's kicking game. And it comes through in a big way. I mean, usually it wins a game for each of these teams every single year on the strength of their special teams. And this year, it looks like it's no different. Arlington Martin has an outstanding kicker in Kalem Davidson. Uh, meanwhile, Denton Ryan does have to replace their kicker and their punter, but they have an outstanding return game going back to those superstars that I mentioned earlier. So in week one, when usually teams are struggling with special teams, can these two special teams aces come through? Who am I picking? I'm going with Denton Ryan. The number one team in 5A Division I gets the nod here on the strength of their superstars, most notably Jatavian Sanders and Billy Bowman. I think that they are going to be able to take over this game and make some big plays. Now, for Martin, I think their defense has a chance to be really special. I love this linebacker core that they feature, and they may be able to slow them down. But the offensive line has me a little scared, at least in week one. I think this game is close. It's certainly going to be worth tuning into on Fox Sports Southwest. But I do think that Ryan comes away with a win.
7.30 p.m. Friday night at Jeff Trailer Stadium in Gilmer. It is a scintillating East Texas clash as Carthage takes on Gilmer. So Carthage, the defending 4A Division I state champs who are dropping down to 4A Division II, they haven't played in a month. They played in week one, and they've had each of the last three weeks off. So they're only 1-0 on the season, but... Is there any sort of rust going into a game against Gilmer, who is 4-0 after an unbelievable comeback win over Lindale? I'm really interested in this quarterback matchup. Brandon Tennyson for Gilmer going up against Kai Horton for Carthage. I think this game is close, but the defending champs get the nod here. Give me Carthage. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Red Oaks Billy Goodloe Stadium. Big time 5A clash in the DFW Metroplex as the Ennis Lions take on the Red Oak Hawks. And this is the debut for Michael Quintero, the head coach at Red Oak. And the big question there is, who's going to start at quarterback? Is it going to be Josh Irvin, who was terrific for the Hawks last season, or is it going to be Chris Parson, the Duncanville transfer, who started the 6A Division I state championship for Duncanville last year as a freshman. Uh, regardless of who starts, the other side for Ennis is just going to be as interesting. This is a team that starts the year at number one in 5A Division II, thanks in large part to their defense, led by defensive end Jarvian Williams. And you know that Sam Harrell's got a quarterback in Colin Drake. This game is dripping with intrigue. Really interested to see how this plays out, but I do think Ennis comes away with a victory. And 8 o'clock, Friday night at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It's the second half of that AT&T Stadium doubleheader as the Longview Lobos take on the Temple Wildcats, two teams that are pretty familiar with one another. Remember, Longview knocked Temple out of the playoffs last year in the first round. Now, Longview does drop down to Class 5A, and it's going to be a different-looking Lobos team. Quarterback Haynes King is gone to Texas A&M, and a lot of those defensive stalwarts like Sawyer Gorham-Welch are gone as well. Expect a steady dose of running game led by Caden Meredith from the Lobos. Going up against a Temple team that I think might be a little bit underrated. I like what Coach Scott Stewart's got cooking there. I think wide receiver A.J. McDuffie is a bona fide superstar. I think this game could be really fun, and depending on kind of how sloppy these two teams may be in Week 1, this game could be really, really wild. But I do think that Longview, in front of a wild crowd at AT AT&T Stadium, comes away with a victory. But those are far from the only big games in Week 5 of the Texas High School football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I'm taking the defending champs Austin Westlake to beat Church Clemens. Give me Lexington to stay hot over Franklin. And Cedar Park edges out Austin Vandegrift. I think Comanche keeps it rolling with a win over Cisco. Give me Cristobal to beat Goldthwaite. And I like Odessa Permian over Abilene Cooper. College Station nips Hutto. Give me Jasper to beat Viter. And I like Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial over Corpus Christi Miller. I'm taking Corpus Christi Flower Bluff to beat Rockport Fulton. In a battle of white-hot teams, I like Melissa over Paris. Frisco over Frisco Independence. Spearman stays hot with a win over Childress, and I like Gladewater over Tatum. I'm taking Tyler over Texas High. Remember, it's Tyler, not John Tyler anymore. Shiner beats Flatonia in a big-time district matchup, and I like Port Natchez Groves over Port Arthur Memorial. I'm going to take George West over Natalia. Give me Wolforth Friendship over Lubbock Coronado, and I like Manville just barely over Dickinson. Atascacita starts 1-0 with a win over Klein Collins. Give me Winthorst to beat Wichita Falls City View, and I'm going with Panhandle over Stratford. Dumas wins a wild one over Stephenville. Lano wins a battle of unbeatens with Ballinger. And the Rebs are back, baby. I like Midland Lee over Amarillo. I'm going with Center over Van. And Smithson Valley beats Colleen Harker Heights. I'm going with Idaloo over New Deal. Give me Lindsay to beat Collinsville in a big district matchup. And it's the Battle of the Axe. I like Denison over Sherman. Wichita Falls Rider beats Midland. And we've got two six-man games of the week. I like Westbrook over Strawn. And give me Sterling City to beat Happy. 
And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week five of the Texas high school football season. Be safe, wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is, the picks. My high school football predictions for week five of the Texas high school football season. And per usual, I can make the bold guarantee that I got at least one of those right, and I can also make the bold guarantee that at least one of those games ain't going to happen. I know that because New <laughs> Deal, <laughs> Deal Nightaloo got canceled. And I'm pretty sure Manville's game is now a scrimmage. And, yeah, so that's the life we live right now. Yeah, 2020. We're at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCT. Like what if I just started doing this? radio... Enjoy Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You know, Pickle, one of the things that people subscribe no to TexasFootball.com no for mm-hmm. is no. because they value our football expertise. That is that is a fact. Sometimes we need some even more football expertise, so we call in the big guns. This is also true. Uh, so we talked with Matt Wilson of the Arlington Convention and Visitors Bureau for a very special edition of America's Favorite Segment, Free Money. Pickle, we've been waiting a long time for really a moment like this where we could truly celebrate the return of college football. We've had some games in the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks. What we, what we haven't had mm-hmm. is just a big old slate. No. And how better to celebrate Terrible. than the return of America's Favorite Segment. It's Free Money! least favorite free money my college football picks against the spread but not just my college football picks against the spread this is the only positive about this whole we go live to the greg powers memorial power zone where we're joined by the city of arlington's own arlington convention visitors bureau uh i always forget your title it's, it's fancy. I'm the guy. The, you're the, you're the, the vice Arlington president guy. of events and sports. Sports, sports and events. Sports and events. I made a graphic yesterday. Hi, Matt. <laughs> welcome to the uh, welcome to the uh, the power zone. Thank you for having me. Um, let's talk about what you guys got going on in Arlington because it's uh, everything apparently. Yeah. So, like, I guess I don't know. <sighs> oh, here comes a hot take from Trevor. Do you feel bad about ripping? The rodeo, the 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 uh, the national finals rodeo away from Vegas. Do you feel bad about ripping the the NLCS and the World Series and bring from from their home and bringing them to Arlington? You've got all these big events going on in Arlington. Do you feel a little bit bad? No. Okay. Uh, no, it's beautiful. It's big doings, <laughs> big doings in Arlington. First, and, and I know when the national finals rodeo got announced, um, someone here. You know me. I'm a, I'm the resident city slicker here. Yeah. Uh, ironically, a Capel cowboy. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that is anything but. But there was somebody who was fired up about the National Finals me. Rodeo. Hi, that's me. Uh, this seems like a big get for y'all. Yeah, it really is. really is. Yeah, we've uh, we've been very fortunate because we have great facilities. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I'd love to tell you it's my winning smile, uh, but it's not. Uh, this beard <laughs> can only do so much. But the, uh, to have great facilities like what we have and great partners with the Rangers and the Cowboys uh, and a lot of the folks there in, in Arlington, we're very fortunate. But, you know, we'll look at the, the entire month of October, the, the sports world will focus on Arlington, Texas. Mm-hmm. 
so we'll have the National League Division Series, National League Championship Series, and then, of course, the World Series the last week there in uh, October. Today, this afternoon, we'll announce another major event uh, mm -hmm. that will take place in November. I that's can't a, talk about it yet. That's a tease. A tease. <laughs> tease, yes. And then uh, National Finals Rodeo mm -hmm. in uh, December. That's December 3rd through the 12th. Then we'll have Big 12 Championship game. Then we'll have UIL State Championships mm -hmm. for Class 1A through 4A. And then the Cotton Bowl. So we, we've got a pretty full slate this, this fall and winter. It, it, it really is. And, and to kind of put a fine point on it, I remember going to Las Vegas, which is where the, the National Finals Rodeo has been in the past, during National NFR weekend. It's bananas. Yeah. Like, I, I did not, me being me, I did not necessarily recognize the gravity of that event. That is a massive, massive event. Yeah. I mean, really, the Thomas and Mack Center seats about sixteen to 17,000 people. Mm -hmm. But Vegas will have over 600,000 people go out for National Finals Rodeo, meaning there are thousands and thousands of people that never step foot into the rodeo yeah. that are out there for the culture. They're out there for just a good time. The scene. Yeah, they're yeah. out there for the scene. And, and people go back every year that that is uh, a thing that they do every year, every December, you can catch them at the rodeo. And, um, you know, to, to be able to bring that to, to Arlington is, has been really, really cool. Uh, yeah, I can only imagine imagine how many people are going to be there for the scene when it's in Texas alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you only have to drive there, yeah. giddy up, cowboy, you're heading is, to the rodeo. Is, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you look at, like, what like what the, the, the Houston rodeo puts on in the Mesquite, mm -hmm. like, it's big it's doings. It's big doings. Big, big doings. Um, and then you mentioned uh, uh, baseball. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, the, the Rangers have been playing there. Theoretically, they've been playing there. Yes, I've watched a lot of them. Uh, but then they, uh, they will, there will be uh, uh, the they'll have the bubble there in in Arlington for the right. NLC or for the NLCS and then the World Series, NLDS, yeah. NLCS, and World Series. Yep. And, so all those events going on at the, at the new Globe Life Field. Um, and we were talking beforehand. The the fact that the World Series is going to be there is historic in its own right because for those who don't follow baseball it, it's usually like the home teams like if it's houston versus la then it goes between houston and la mm -hmm. here it's 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 going to be at a, at a predetermined site for the first time in 100 years 116 years oh my gosh wow. yeah wow that's uh pretty cool and it's worth mentioning my son's been at Pretty much every he is, Rangers he is game. a regular. He's a regular. I mean, he is he's a season ticket holder. He's, he's there. He's smiling the whole time. He's got a cap on. Some people say that Hank it really is the good luck charm uh, for a lot of the players. Joey Gallo has I think has mentioned Hank being an inspiration. All right, Tepper's don't about to cry. Don't check the don't check the Rangers record. Right okay, now, sorry. That, would be, that might really might really undercut the. Uh, I haven't yeah. forgotten that record. I'm, I'm mm, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. All right. We are here because fundamentally, outside of I your, liked doing this better. Outside of your job as uh, bringing giant sports events to, to Arlington, Texas, which, by the way, we should also mention, there is football this weekend. Yep. Uh, we've talked a lot about um, the 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 doubleheader as part of the Texas football. There's a UIL 100 celebration uh, with Arlington Martin and Denton Ryan, and then Longview and Temple at AT&T Stadium. But then. There's a game before it at AT&T Stadium in mm -hmm. uh, at the I believe it's Burleson Burleson Centennial right. playing there and then Saturday there's a triple header uh, Arlington Sakin and Fort Worth Wyatt Weatherford and Alito and then uh, the Battle of the Red Rail yes. Grapevine and Colleyville Heritage yep. that game's going those games are going on at Globe Life Park, Park. yep. Globe Life Park. Park, the old ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I it's can't, okay to say it. Okay, it's okay <laughs> the to old say ballpark, it. but they're having it there, and and I think it's it's rather remarkable that suddenly you guys 
obviously everybody knows AT&T Stadium. That's where the UIL state championships happen mm-hmm. and, and the, the big games. But you guys have this, this I don't want to say new facility. It's been around for something right. years. But now suddenly a, a, another really cool uh, facility to, to host football games. That's right. Yeah. So the old ballpark, uh, yeah. if you want to call it Globe Life Park or uh, the old ballpark, that's fine with us. Uh, the Rangers invested a lot of money mm-hmm. into turning that into a first-class football facility, so they have brand-new turf. really was the home for the Dallas Renegades mm-hmm. uh, to, to start off with, but it's a great place to go watch college or high school or college football, and I think that you'll see some colleges uh, playing there the, uh, possibly this next year. But, you know, plenty of parking. You're right across the street from Texas Live. You can go across, you know, catch up on some games, see what's going on, and then uh, go across the street for some great high school football. So, really, we're fortunate. We'll really have three uh, facilities that can host high school or college football in Globe Life Park, Globe Life Field, and AT&T Stadium. So, very fortunate. Yeah. And Step, uh, Step will be there for all five of those games Friday yeah, and Saturdays, but he uh, the road trip video we got to plug that because he he yes. talks a lot about the food at Texas Live and he's so. he's basically yeah. going to be a resident of, of Arlington, Arlington. For, yeah for well weekend. you know recently he's mentioned that he's been in in Arlington for Hurtado barbecue yes mm-hmm. and has not called me so he's come into my backyard yeah. to eat Hurtado barbecue. And I didn't get an invite. Are the Texas Twinkies as good as he makes them out to yes, be? Yes, they are. Okay, good. Yeah. He, they he, looked phenomenal. He talked about them, and it was a problem on the show. Yeah. All right, but we're, we're here not only to talk about the big doings going on in Arlington, uh, but you are fundamentally at your core um, an expert handicapper. Yes. Yes, that's, that's what you do. <laughs> that's what you do. Mm. And so we have eight games. There were going to be nine. There are eight games as of we're recording this at ten oh one a.m. on Thursday. <laughs> Feels like that an could important change. Yeah, it could change. <laughs> Check your local listings. But there are eight games this week involving Texas teams, uh, the biggest slate to date, and we will start pickle on Friday. On Friday, Conference USA, we've got Middle Tennessee at UTSA, seven o'clock p.m. UTSA favored by six at home. This is a game that uh, was kind of thrown together on the fly. Both UTSA, uh, UTSA had a, had a cancellation, and so Middle Tennessee said, "Hey, we'll we'll come and play." Uh, so you're dealing with a situation where uh, un- you don't have as much time to prepare. Um, Are also- they counting this as a conference game? That I don't know. Hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. That is a good question. Uh, but it, obviously, an important game here. Uh, Jeff Jeff Trailer off to a great start there at at uh, at UTSA. What I need to see is this offense kind of get its get its Texas State legs back under it. It looked great in the opener last week. It did not look as great against Stephen F. Austin. Um, I think that the I think the 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 rushed nature of this game would lend itself to a close game. As a result, I'm gonna lay. The, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give the points here. I'm gonna go. I'm sorry. I'm gonna lay the points. I'm gonna go six and a half. Middle Tennessee plus six and a half uh, to to keep this thing within a touchdown. Um, birds up. Oh, I what they say. yeah. I started my career at the Alamo at the Alamo Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first office was in the Alamo Dome, and got locked out of my office for the first time there at the Alamo Dome. So that <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> Um, I really like UTSA. I like their roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like their defense has some dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have some guys that a lot of colleges around the state would like to have. Uh, so, yeah, give me the give me the Roadrunners. I like it. Okay, what's next pick? We'll move them to Saturday. There we go. Saturday, a Big 12 matchup here. Iowa State at TCU, 12.30 p.m. on Saturday. Iowa State favored by two and a half on the road. TCU 
will finally play a football game. Knock on wood, Here we, sir. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Don't bad. get ahead of yourself. T- TCU. At 10-03. 10-03, <laughs> scheduled to play a football game. Uh, it sounds like Matthew Downing is going to get the start uh, for them, but it does, from what I understand, I think Max Duggan has been cleared uh, yes. to play, so he could see some time in this one. Obviously, the question, the big question was going to be there. Um, Iowa State enters this game at 0-1, after spitting the bit to who they lose in non-conference, Arkansas State. Arkansas State. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Sun Belt. It was that. That was the weekend of the Sun oh, Belt yeah. uh, chaos. <laughs> um, oh, wait, was it Arkansas State, or was it? That was the demise of the Big Twelve, or, week. or Louisiana. Uh, I can't remember. See. It was one of the it, two. Someone lost. Uh, they lost Arkansas Arkansas Louisiana, thirty-one okay. fourteen. Lost yeah. Louisiana. Kansas, Kansas, Kansas State. State lost. Yes. Arkansas State. State. Okay. Yeah. So Louisiana. We're Bad a Big Twelve. We're a football energy. show. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing about Louisiana or Iowa State is that I'm not sure they can score. And when you're talking about a team that you're not sure if they can score, going up against a Gary Patterson coach defense that has now had like 19 weeks to prepare for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, big questions on the offensive side. I want to see that offense get into gear. But if you're telling me I can get a TCU home dog, yeah, that seems like that seems like free money. Yeah. I'm going to oh, take God. TCU plus two and a half. Ew. Brock Purdy look, looked lost. Oh, I, I mean, for a guy who's played some ball, mm-hmm. this wasn't his first start. This wasn't his, his even fifth start. Uh, was disappointed to see that he looked lost. Yeah, uh, was very indecisive. Threw into coverage. Uh, that is, those are things you cannot do when you go into Fort Worth and play a Gary Patterson coach football team. Is be indecisive with the ball. Give me the give me the frogs. I I agree. I think that if if this game were. If if there there is a line there that they could give me, but it would certainly be TCU catching some points. Yeah. Like, that would be my thing. So I'm going to go with TCU plus two and a half. What is next, Ashley? All right, let's take it back to the homeland of Mr. Wilson. We've got number eight, Texas at Texas Tech, 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. Texas favored by 18 on the road. I also I threw up the uh, the Tech picture behind you oh if you thank missed you. that you're welcome thank um you. <laughs> i'm gonna go to our texas tech insider matt wilson for some breakdown <laughs> on this game mm, i've got to be very very careful in what i say here uh ma wilson is listening i promise Hi, you I'll, uh, i will hear whatever uh, mm-hmm. i say today mm-hmm. uh back again me going out to lubbock for a for a college football game uh against texas is kind of like the the flight to vegas uh i think good things might happen I'm mm. hopeful that good things might happen. Mm. I know I'm going to have a good time while I'm there. <laughs> uh, but I also know that on in the back of my mind, the flight back could be miserable, uh, that I could mm. really regret some of the choices I made. Uh, so will I go out to Lubbock this weekend? I don't know. Uh, will Texas Tech win? I don't think so. Um, I was... I think I'd speak for every Red Raider fan in the, in the, in the country when I'd say I was really blankly staring at the screen during the Houston Baptist mm-hmm. game. Um, I've never had a, a more disappointing win in my life. Um, but be that as it may, Texas Tech at home, mm-hmm. I would like to think that they won't embarrass us. Wow. What a ringing endorsement. And the and the, the line <laughs> is 18? Yes. Line is 18. Give me Tech. Wow. Oof. Wow, wow, wow. Um. Here is the here is the reason to take tech. Here is the reason to take tech. And to be clear, I'm not. The reason <laughs> to take in tech Lubbock. <laughs> the reason to take tech is that this game's in Lubbock. Uh-huh. And traditionally, 
Tech plays Texas pretty tough in Lubbock. Yep. It's also a day yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, which yeah. helps. Night game, I would have, I would feel better about yeah. Tech. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I think it being during the daytime is helpful to Texas. Um, I think if you compare and contrast how Texas and Tech looked in their non-conference games against, I would say, we now have a data point similar opponents mm-hmm. because UTEP did play Houston Baptist, and they, mm-hmm. it was a very close game. Yep. Uh, one team looks super good, and the other team looked um, not pretty Yikes. pedestrian, especially defensively. Yeah, that is my concern. I do think that the offense is going to be able to cook, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure Tech's going to be able to slow down what looks like a really, really talented yeah. Texas offense. I'm going to take Texas minus 18, believe it or not, on the road, a double-digit mm. road favorite. Uh, and yeah. I'm not just doing that because uh, I like I like twisting the knife. I'm doing it because this no, is free money, and I owe the viewer. You owe the viewer. Yeah. I owe the viewer. Oh, I think I you understand. understand. Break. I understand. What's next, Pickle? Ugh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we got UTEP at Louisiana Monroe, 2.30 p.m. Saturday. Monroe favored by 9.5 at home oh, against the Warhawks. Miners. Okay. So, look, let's talk about your 2-1 and one UTEP go. Miners. Hop on the bandwagon, That's baby. That's right. Woo, woo. Um. <laughs> Probably not going to happen this week, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, now, l- here's the thing. I do think that Louisiana Monroe is pretty bad. Yeah. I don't think they're very good. And this feels like the kind of game that UTEP, if there is a road game that they can win this year, it is this one. The, two things. One, the offense has to find some sort of consistency. They have flashes, and then they go dormant for like 40 minutes, and then they'll flash again. Um, but maybe this is the, I mean, think about how many teams are playing their fourth game this week. Like very, very, very few. Right. They, in fact, boy, I don't need to look that up. They might be the only one. I mean, they have played, I mean, to, to play, play four games. Yeah. I mean, that, that's That's, really few and far between. That's some West Texas energy. right? It sure is. That is some, that is some, that is some El Paso. That's some mountain time zone energy. Yeah. (laughs) Here's what makes this an easier pick for me. Nine and a half. Give me UTEP. I think UTEP's going to keep this thing. I think they. I think they lose. I think Louisiana Monroe wins outright. But I think. I think UTEP keeps this thing within a touchdown. I'm going to take a road dog here. Give me the road dogs. Give me the Warhawks. Okay. All right. Smart Boy, man. we disagree on a lot. This yeah. Week. Uh, <laughs> all right. What is next, pickle? All right. Up next, we've got Texas State at Boston College, 5 p.m. on Saturday. Boston College favored by 17 and a half. Okay. Let's take a moment. Low-key, the weirdest non-conference game we've had in years. Texas State going to Boston College. A Texas – I looked this up. Here's a fun fact. A Texas team has not gone to Boston College since 1999. Baylor went up to to, to, uh, Boston College in 1999. That's the last time. Wow. Super weird. Um, is it because of the, they have the same school colors? Ooh, I didn't even consider that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, yeah, are people may- making matchups now based on school colors? Maybe they were it's looking It's 2020. Around. Why do not? We, do we agree, though, on total aside, do we agree now that we've, we've, we've now seen, and I know that you're in the business of like planning out events long ahead, mm-hmm. do we agree now that we can certainly shorten the amount oh, of time yeah. that we can schedule non-conference games. Yeah, yeah. 2020 or 2031, we have this matchup. I'm like, man, I hope I'm alive in 2031. <laughs> Texas Tech going to Ohio State in yeah. 2074. <laughs> it's like, okay, like, okay. Yeah, cool. we, we can shorten that time frame for like, sure. The people who the people who will play in that game have not been born. Right. Like, so, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, 
if you're looking for uh, some some really in-depth Boston College um, insights, I don't have a ton for you. Boston College is a pretty bad team, but they're at home. That's a long trip for Texas State. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing, here's the advantage for them is that this is a five o'clock kick as opposed to like if this was like an eleven a.m. kick, then you get real screwy with the time zone. Yep. I think that'll help, but I, in the end, I I do think Boston College covers this thing close. I'm going to take Boston College my 17 and a half. Eat them up, cats. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to go. say eat them up, cats. I love watching Texas State play this this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have two running backs that I really, really like a lot that I think are very underrated. Of course, we know that they have a, a couple of wideouts that are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dude, your, trigger, your trigger man, he can play great at times, and then there's times well, where... Well, let's see who it is, too. Because yeah. Like, yeah. They, if it's Vit. If it's Vit. Uh, he's he's a, he's a nice game manager, I think. Yeah, McBride's probably the more the right. game breaker, but he'll also break your heart. Yes, he will, uh, making mm-hmm. some some uh, some bad decisions. But I will say that I think that Texas State goes up there and really surprises them mm. with their offense. And if their defense can just hang in there, I think that they'll be okay. okay. I'm not saying Texas State's winning outright, but 17 and a half points. Give me okay. the cast. And like- I just want to point out, I love Sewell Park, so uh, that's why I love Texas State. Okay, well, yeah, I. I Look, it's you're making you're it's making me you're making spot. you're making me question all the things. <laughs> Good, this is beautiful. Because <laughs> here's the other want. thing: is that my mom is a Texas. I'm sorry, my mom is a Southwest Texas grad. Yes, uh, and so part of me. You're not allowed to change your pick. We've made that very clear, sir. We are not doing that this year. No, nah, Matt Wilson talked me into it. I'm going to take Texas no, State uh-uh, plus 17. Uh-uh. No, you dug no, your grave. No, you got to lay no, it. Matt Eat Wilson up, and I cats. are both going to have our little pen- Enjoy oh, your our, Boston College Bobcats, fandom. Our Bobcats pennants out. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were over the line. Market zero. I'm going, I'm going <laughs> Texas State plus yeah. 17 and a half. All right. What's not next, allowed. Pickle? All right. A much shorter trip for SFA this week going over to SMU. 6 p.m. Saturday. No line on this one. Who has it outright? No line. It's, it's, uh, SMU's going to win this game. Although, look. There's no line? I I don't know if you so Vegas has been weird there are some places on the internet that I've heard I've heard about I've heard yeah, about yeah, yeah. Right. who will put a line on an FBS versus FCS game mm-hmm. uh but uh but that's not how we do okay. things on free money we go with what's okay. the most available and the most available is that there's no, no line on okay. it I know uh SMU's going to win I will say this Stephen F Austin under coach Carthel they're a pain mm mm-hmm. mhm they're a pain to play. They're they're like no fun. Like they're a chore. And I think that they're gonna they, they're really good at mucking it up and just like making you play a game. They haven't pulled through with a win yet. I don't think they're gonna beat SMU. I think SMU's probably, you know, I'm trying to run through who they've, who they've played so far. They're probably the best team they've played so far. But this is a this is a team that's gonna muck it up. I think they're gonna keep this thing pretty respectable, but SMU at home, yeah, SMU's gonna get the win. SMU. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say SMU by ten. Okay, yeah, that seems yeah. that seems about right. That that seems very much like SFA made them sweat. Yeah, SFA and, and I love the fighting Carthels. Yeah. I do. <laughs> they are uh, they are very so. Let me see if I can find real quick on uh, one part of the internet. Um, You're gonna like crash our entire Wi-Fi. No, no, they don't have a line. On the My, dark this web. other, this, the dark web doesn't have one. <laughs> okay, what's next? All right, up next, we've got some SEC action finally. Vanderbilt coming down to take on number 10, Texas A&M, 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. The Fighting Aggies favored by 31 at home. No team has had a worse offseason than Texas A&M, who go from, in February, being like, man, Cupcake they're a 
dark horse to win the SEC, to win the whole dang thing, to now with all the opt-outs and with all of the schedule changes and everything, it being like, man, if they could win six games, that would be like really solid. Uh, this is a gimme, though. This is a game they got to win. At home against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt probably, probably the worst team in the SEC. Easily. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple other teams at the bottom yeah. that are, I, I think, I think, I think our, I think our friend Mike Leach might have a tough year in Mississippi State, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, and also Missouri stinks. But also. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I, think, I was waiting I to see if I could bait him into that I'm one. I'm a lot more interested in kind of the the way that this team looks. I think the A&M defense has a chance to be really, really good. Going up against a, a Vanderbilt offense that I don't think is 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 going to be very good. It's going to be up to Kellen Mond to kind of put together the offense. I think A&M, believe it or not, I think A&M covers the 31. I think that being at home is going to be a big part of that. I'm going to take A&M uh, minus 31. Uh, no way does Texas A&M cover 31 points. In the uh, opener, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, laying a lot of points on an opening game. Texas A&M has some questions that they got to answer. 31 points too much. Give, okay. me, give me the Commodores. All right. Finally, Pickle. Finally, last up on the docket, a Big 12 matchup between Kansas and Baylor. 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. Baylor favored at home by 17 over well, the Jayhawks. So here, we're going we're gonna to test your theory about not laying a lot of points on a team uh, at, you know, in the opener. Because So Baylor, Baylor can't say they haven't tried. They've tried to play some games. Yep. But they, the Dave Aranda uh, era will finally get going uh when they host uh Kansas. Kansas is a uh is a, a what's the word I'm looking for? A bad team. They're a bad team. There you go. Team. You hit the nail on the head. Um they're they're bad. And they're kind of bad at everything. And while Baylor is going to have some kinks to work out. They will have a couple of advantages, most notably Charlie Brewer yep. who is going to take care of the football and he's going to he's going to guide that offense. I am very interested to see what this defense looks like under Dave Aranda. I'm not. I'm not here to tell you. I think it's going to be a world beater right out of the gate, but I do think they're going to be able to score enough. Yeah. And especially at home, they've been anxious to get on the field. I like Baylor to cover the 17. I'll go Baylor. Uh, I'll go Baylor. Go. Now, but 17 points is so different than 31. You're talking about a really solid victory versus like an embarrassingly, you know, embarrass like the other out. team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Give me Baylor in the points. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, my free money picks for week whatever this is. Time has no meaning. I like Middle Tennessee uh, plus six at UTSA. I like TCU plus two and a half at home against Iowa State. I like Texas minus 18 at Texas Tech. I like UTEP plus nine and a half at Louisiana Monroe. You I like, like Boston College. I like Texas you State like plus 17 and a half We're not at Boston that. College. <laughs> I like SMU over CMF Austin. I like Texas A&M minus 31 at Texas A&M. And I like Baylor minus 17 at home against Kansas. And Wilson likes every. There he is, Matt Wilson, apparently hard cut. Yeah. <laughs> from the Arlington Convention and Visitors Bureau, our good, good, good friend. You know who I just got a text from? Who? Michael Gruber. Um, Groobs. I just got a text from Groobs. Um, anyway, uh, Matt Wilson, uh, who also, Michael Gruber also works in Arlington. Uh, but he is the uh, of the visitor, conv- Arlington Convention Visitors Bureau, Visit Arlington. Uh, the proud sponsor of our picks video. And then, of course, he comes in and does free money every once in a while. So we appreciate him coming in and giving us a little bit of uh, credibility on our betting segment. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. And 
This is a very important <laughs> addition of Final Thoughts. Yeah, that's something, say. something we attempted to do in the pre-show and yes. it did not work, but we have it ready. And we think that it should work. And so now, it is my pleasure to present to you. And by the way, if you're listening on the podcast and you want to see this every week, join the pre-show on Thursday. Pre-show people know what's up. Yeah. Or my pre-show people. Say, you're, getting a, you're getting a sneak peek you don't usually get exactly. at this point. But it is... The Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Texas Football Today, Ashley Pickle Memorial, fun run for America for the Cure, Hero of the Week, and here is this week's recipient. amazing it's that's demi uh of course, well gang we did uh, it five years lemon on twitter every september 21st he does that in honor of the earth wind and fire song september it's and, so and great he's, he's actually he's using it to raise money for stuff so september 21 september 21st.com i think is where you can go to donate uh but uh but yes it's amazing <laughs> and it's gotten bigger every year i think this is the fifth rendition of it uh-huh. and i have so many questions like one <laughs> how did he time the plane Point. to say that's today <laughs> Well, that's also, a, I saw I saw a tweet and it was like this man literally hired a whole ass plane to fly by for yes, this video. <laughs> and here's the other question: How did he get up on the truck that quick? <laughs> he was up there on the truck suddenly blew the trombone. It's amazing, amazing, it so, amazing. My favorite is when the box opens and it says "This is today," and he does the little kick thing. Like it's like it's like that's today. And the balloons, by the way, say nine twenty one. One, yeah. It's amazing. Well thought out. Anyway, <laughs> congratulations to Demi. I won't try to pronounce his last name, uh, but he's at Electro Lemon on Twitter. He is our Dave Campbell's text. Football, Texas football today, Ashley Pickle Memorial, fun run for America for the Cure, hero of the week. That's going to do it for us. And remember, <laughs> we are off tomorrow. This show yes. has been an hour and 15 minutes long, yes. so that's a very long show. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Clint Hartman of Midland Lee for being our guest. Thanks to Matt Wilson of Visit Arlington for joining us. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today.